Hey there. Thanks for joining me today for another episode of Lymphedema Podcast. My name is Betty. I'm a certified lymphedema therapist, passionate lymphedema advocate, mother, and the voice behind Lymphedema Podcast. What began as a small passion project in 2019 to provide answers and explanations to people with the lymphatic disease lymphedema has now reached more than 75 countries. Whether you're a patient, caregiver, medical professional, or someone interested in lymphedema, there's an episode here for you. Every week this season, there will be a new episode to help you learn more and navigate better your journey ahead. I'm so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I made this podcast just for you. Disclaimer, if you feel you have lymphedema but have not been diagnosed, please see your medical professional as this podcast is not a replacement for a diagnosis in person, a treatment in person from your certified lymphedema therapist, or a substitution for your doctor's medical advice. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today for another episode of Lymphedema Podcast. I have been waiting for this episode for at least a year now because I first saw Martha share that she was doing a 365-day wrap challenge to be bandaged, and I immediately thought, wow, this is going to go really well. And from a person who does not have lymphedema, but I treat lymphedema and I see people in this journey of the bandaging process, they want to get out of that part so fast. I can't think of a single person I have encountered in my career thus far that bandages daily. They either wear a night garment or a daytime garment, or they may go through a week or two of bandaging and decongestive therapy, but I have yet to see anyone volunteer for more than that two to three week period. And in some really intense cases of lymphedema, you'll find that someone has to wear six weeks of garments or six weeks of bandages. I'm, I'm sorry for misspeaking there. Six weeks of bandages and going through intense therapy, but you never, I've never found anyone who volunteered to do it for a year. Um, and so I'm really interested in sharing Martha's story and having her on the show today. And a little back story on Martha, as I've just learned more from her in our preview is that she is a secondary lymphedema patient who was diagnosed in 2001. So if you want to do some quick math on that, this isn't her first rodeo and she's not new to the lymphedema world. She has, I believe, a bit of wisdom and experience to share with us here today. So Martha, thank you for joining me and welcome to the podcast. Hi, everyone. Hi, Betty. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate you reaching out and asking me. Um, you're doing wonderful things in our lymphedema community with this podcast and with Can't Watch Me. And you are just a blessing to all of us. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. I, I really yeah. do. So what gave you the idea to do the RAP 365 challenge? And is that what you officially called it? I called it, it's a wrap 365. It's a wrap 365. Um, I've had lymphedema uh, for many years and I've had uh, many sessions of therapy over the years and my leg kept progressing uh, in size. And uh, I just, uh, 
didn't understand why I, my leg kept growing when I'm compliant. I've always in compression, daytime, nighttime. I am super compliant. Um, very rarely, you know, I'll give myself a treat on my birthday to walk on the beach and not wear my garment. Other than that, I'm in compression all the time. And I decided I wanted to, well, I want to backtrack back in 2000, early 2000s. Uh, surgery was like, what? Surgery for lymphedema? Wow. It's a blessing. It's amazing. And uh, I hope it progresses and comes to America. So uh, I reached out to uh, Beth Israel, Deaconess Medical Center, so I could have uh, all the testing to see what is going on with my leg because it wasn't reducing the way I thought it should reduce. And I found out why. And um, it was because I had hypertrophic fat in my leg. And uh, there was just a lot of damage there that they felt could not be undone unless it was surgically removed. Mm -hmm. oh, interventions. So I sat with that. That was in 2000. I saw the doctor uh, at Beth Israel in 2000, beginning of 2001. And I asked a specific question on what if I wrap my leg for a year, which I believe is God-driven. Uh, it was that little whisper that I had saying, wrap your leg for a year and let's just do it. You know, you'll, you'll be okay. And uh, they didn't think it would be possible for me to make any changes because no one has done it before. You know, I asked, has anybody done it before? No, no one's done it before. Is there any data on it? No, there's no data on it. And I said, well, I want to, I'm going to wrap my leg for a year. And, he, and it was uh, put to me that uh, it's a lot and they're, won't be any changes you know it's yeah. a lot to go through and so I left there like I'm gonna wrap my leg and then I got home and I was you know that information to me really uh mentally uh, it, it made me angry I was frustrated I was frustrated I had lymphedema I was frustrated I've spent all these years trying to manage lymphedema and now here I am at this road I was happy I knew what was going on because now I knew and that information is valuable, but um, I was then angry because, you know, this was the only surgical, the only way I could get reduce my leg was to have the surgical intervention. Yeah. And I'm a licensed massage therapist. I have a lot of education in manual lymphatic drainage. I've taken the Norton class. I've taken the Vodder classes. I'm not a CLT, but I have a lot of hours uh, in manual lymphatic drainage. So I know the lymphatic system and I just, I, I, you know, I've looked at the Vodder clinic and I've seen people having reductions that uh, their limbs were large. So I'm like, how can it not be possible? So after being angry, uh, I decided to see my CLT in the beginning of 2002 and it's an hour away, travel each way. And I... Um, went for two weeks and we just decided that I would continue on at home. I hate rapping. And I made this statement to Dr. Singhal that I was going to wrap my leg for a year. And that was in February of 2001. And now we're in January of 2002. And I haven't done it because yeah. of all the emotions that go along with having lymphedema. 
And, you know, I don't have mobility. Thank thankfully, I don't have mobility issues. You know, I'm capable of doing it and I know how to do it. But this mental block of doing it uh, was just, it was a roadblock. It was in my way. So you've and had the idea of rapping for 20 years. I, uh, well, I know uh, the wrapping for the, for the, uh, it's a wrap 365 was put in my thoughts, uh, in February of 2021. Okay. And then it took me, uh, from then to mother's day, a year and a few months, you know, I just woke up on mother's day and it's like, I'm a mom of three children, three grown daughters. And They've seen me conquer cancer. They followed that journey with me. And, you know, my life expectancy past five years was not good. Yeah. And I forged a campaign to conquer cancer and I conquered cancer. And, you know, my prize was lymph secondary lymphedema. And so Mother's Day, I just decided I was going to start wrapping my life. I'm a mom. I'm strong. I'm resilient. I can do it. And that was it. I came up with, it's a wrap 365. And I have my little, uh, I'm a retired massage therapist. And so I had my little sign and I got, got it out. I had my little dog Max with me. And there's that first, you know, I <laughs> announcement. That picture very well. I, <laughs> I am wrapping my leg for 365 days. And I truly, I don't know what it was, you know, I have a strong faith. I have a very strong personal relationship with God and with Jesus. And I'm a strong prayer. And I that is the foundation of who I am and how I got through cancer and how I've gotten through lymphedema and this challenge. And I've had a lot of obstacles along the way uh, with this uh, journey that I've taken for the year. I would like to learn more about that and, and just share because from a glimpse and we, you shared this in the preview that you intentionally were not extremely active on social media for your process and that you would share when you were ready and what you wanted to share. And that is super wise, extremely wise. I would, I would just want to say that. Because um, a lot of times we overshare or we share out of frustration and then that's a whole cycle in itself. So wise on you to only share selected and specific points, but I would like to elaborate. I would like for you to elaborate on just some of those unexpected moments. What were some unexpected lessons? Because I'm sure you want, you expected results you expected to be hot and bothered and not comfortable, but were there other unexpected lessons that you learned from this challenge? Well, lessons. What I learned through this whole challenge is how to navigate life while your leg is wrapped <laughs> through a main winter, uh, having my, my youngest daughter sold her house and uh, moved in to my house, which really isn't a house made for four other, you know, a family of, of four. And uh, I had to pack up my house 
half of my house to make room for them. They took over the first floor. And uh, we had two desks on my husband's side and they were back to back. So we had a funeral, a viewing of funeral, a viewing of funeral all in one week. That was really emotionally challenging. And it was the beginning of my journey. And that was really hard. Um, I had COVID. I had bronchitis. I had pneumonia. I had two bouts of three bouts of oral thrush, which was so bizarre and I think was COVID related, but I'm not sure. That's, that's just my opinion. Um, I, um, drove to Pennsylvania three times, central Pennsylvania, which in a total driving there and driving back is around 1500 miles. And I did that wrapped, you know, alone. Um, I got decorvins, tens of, uh, decorvins in my wrist. From the bandaging? Uh, from holding my granddaughter, from picking my oh. granddaughter and from massage. Yes. So uh, I had, oh, my daughter um, is moving to Memphis. So I flew down to Memphis. And that for me, I've never faltered from rapping, not even for a second. I mean, I'm rapping and I was going to rap. But in saying that, when my daughter decided she was going to move to Memphis and she asked me to go house hunting with her, I was then put into the position of, oh, geez, traveling. I was going to go to the um, NLN concert last year, and I decided not to because of the challenges of having your leg wrapped, flying, hotels, all of that. So I just... I, didn't go. And now I'm thinking, all right, now I'm flying in and out of cars, looking at houses, you know, it's just, it's a challenge. And I did think, well, how am I going to navigate this? And maybe I'll wear a garment on the plane and then wrap when I get there. And the more I thought about it, it was like, no, no, you said you were going to wrap and you're going to wrap. You were dedicated to do this. I can't even believe I was thinking about putting a garment on for three seconds. And I, I'm just so there was never a moment except for that snippet of not wanting to rap. You know, the mo living in Maine and wrapping my leg, it was just a blessing having my daughter and her husband here to help. And it all seems like uh, in God's timing, everything was taken care of for me because it would have been really challenging. My husband travels for uh, his job. So it would have been, you know, there are times I'm not home, I'm home alone and I would be snowballing my driveway <laughs> with my leg wrap, which I have done <laughs> and shoveling snow and all of the maintenance that's required of living in an area where it snows a lot. So that's really, those are, were my challenges uh, for this year. Plus just navigating being a full-time Mimi, you know, I decided to one of the reasons I decided not to post a lot on Facebook was I was very busy being a full-time Mimi and having fun with my two granddaughters. And that was just a blessing and it continues to be a blessing uh, on its own. So I didn't want to take time away from them and from that. And I was really wanting to do the work and that was getting up and taking care of me, taking care of my body, wrapping my leg, living with my leg wrapped. And on occasions, I thought, you know, I should update people and let everyone know how I'm doing. And 
uh, when when you make a post, there is an accountability there as well. You know, yeah. I feel responsibility to respond to anybody who posts uh, a comment and says kind words to me. And everybody's been so supportive in the community, and I'm so grateful. But that's time consuming, and my time was to be with my grandchildren and my daughter, and you know, my family. That's definitely priceless to have Definitely. that time. And it's it's just a blessing. They're, you know, they're going to be moving so that I I cherish the time that I have with them and I wanted to make the most of it. What did you feel was the general response from the lymphedema community when they heard about your challenge? Uh, initially, they were skeptic and, you know, said it's you know dr Sunghall said it, it it's you can't change your lymphatic system you cannot change it and i have changed it mother Teresa says loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty this podcast is here for you to find friendship and a community for your journey with lymphedema I hope you enjoyed learning more about our topic today. Remember, if there's a topic you're looking for, the website has a full library of podcasts. Email me with your story if you would like to share, lymphedemapodcast at gmail.com or visit the website lymphedemapodcast.com to submit a topic for another episode. When I had my ICG the, a couple of weeks ago, um, the report showed that I did change my leg, that I opened pathways from uh, my ankle to my mid thigh. And where in three years ago, it was my foot to my ankle. And that's huge. I mean, that that is just huge. Um, you could see my popliteal lymph node behind my knee. You couldn't see that. Uh, so my leg has improved and has shown the scientists that and aggressive wrapping works. And I have, I would really like to uh, talk about uh, Mickey Frackleton at um interpathways wellness she has been such a blessing to me she introduced me to complex and i knew what complex was because i use it in my little chippy things that i uh use on my leg i make schneider packs i call them chippies little one and you're talking about the dense orange foam on the, the dense cloud. orange foam and she was a firm believer that um, that is the only way I was going to change my tissue. She believes that you created a cast-like um, wrap around my leg with the complex. My leg was full complex uh, for three, four months till I got to Corvin's. Then I couldn't like manage wrapping, you know, doing that because it's really challenging, you know, to live with that complex through the summer packing at my house it was just a lot and uh the complex was a total game changer in managing this lymphedema and making the changes and then I went from the complex 
to uh, my little chip. Chippies. And I've tried channel foam in there and I use that and it was, it's all well and good, but the, the best thing, if you want to achieve the results that I've achieved is to use Comprex and it's not easy to work with and it's not easy to walk around in and it's not, um, it's not fun. It's not fun having your leg wrapped in Comprex. But, but you know, I can't imagine it's fun recovering from liposuction either. Well, that was the thing. I did not want to uh, put my body through that if I didn't have to. Yeah. I truly didn't. And I wear a thigh high. Another deciding factor uh, for me in this starting this challenge was I wear a thigh high. I have mi minor central lymphatic lymphedema that I manage through breathing. I don't really, I don't wear compression. Uh, cause I don't need to wear compression. Uh, and I have that because of my second recurrence in the deep iliac lymph nodes. Um, so I wear a thigh high, open toe thigh high, and they're telling me that I need to wear a thigh high, a bike short pantyhose type thing and toe caps. And I was like, what? And then I have to wear that all the time in, and having the second surgery of the lymph node transfer that may or may not work. And all of that was just too much for me because I didn't, I didn't have a choice on whether or not I could wear compression. That choice was taken away from me. Uh, rap, you know, living without compression. I, now I can choose that if I don't want to wrap my leg or wear a garment, I don't have to, and I'll suffer the consequences. But if you are going to go through that surgery and all of that, um, you have to wear compression all the time. You only get that one hour off to get a shower and, you know, be free for a little bit. And I want the freedom to be able to walk on the beach if I want to walk on the beach. And, and the toe caps and double compression was like too much for me. I, I just, that, that would make me crazy because it's just too confining. And so that will you one of the go through um, an LVA or any other type of surgical intervention? Well, I've had done the challenge. I've had the MRI. I've had the lymphocentigraphy. I have an ICG at the end of the month. So we'll see what uh, what my lymphatic system is doing with the ICG. And I'll know if I'll be a candidate for... Uh, the um anastomosis mm -hmm. the lva yeah the lva um but i don't really i mean i'm i'm doing okay now yesterday i wore a garment and it's back in november my leg had reduced so much that i decided i need an emergency garment if there was an emergency in my house and at night times not every you know i didn't go to sleep with my leg wrapped every night if it was too tight I'd be lying in bed and my foot would be asleep or my cap would go to sleep or it was just really uncomfortable. And it's really hard to sleep in complex. Uh, I would unwrap my leg and put on my reed sleeve or my Solaris. So if it was the middle of the night and I had an emergency, something happened, I do, don't have time to wrap my leg. So I had a, a custom garment, Elverex custom garment made, and that was just for emergencies. So I wore that yesterday, but my leg is reduced since then. So my leg is wrapped today, back to wrapping, and I will wrap until I have my ICG. I've just decided 
today. I'm just going to wrap until I, the, the day I go in to have it, I'll put my custom garment in because on, because I should have them by then. But, uh, and something interesting I want to share with you in, um, with that, I, when I went to be measured for my garment, it was the day after I had the lymphocentigraphy and the MRI. So the nuclear medicine and the contrast really affected my leg and the driving. I have to drive to Boston, which is, it was two hours and 45 minutes there. I was there all day long and then the drive back. So, and then I got up and went to Portland the next day and my leg was just really not happy. And, and my therapist, she um, was willing to fit me in the following week. So I decided I was going to eat clean. It truly made a difference. I want to just say thank you for joining me. <clears throat> and we are going to summarize a little bit and give you some time here to just kind of share um, and thank anyone who's kind of helped you along this journey, because I, I can't imagine the support system needed for a challenge like this for a year. So um, if you have two or three key points, if you want to leave a little bit of encouragement for the community that's going to listen, um, and then also like just shout outs to whoever helped you along this way, because I'm sure it took a village. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope that I can encourage anyone with lymphedema, whether it's secondary or primary, to not be afraid to do the hard work that it takes in managing lymphedema, because it's not easy. And, you know, I wore my garment yesterday and I took it off and my cap was hard. You know, so that's frustrating. And so be willing to do the hard work and take care of yourself. Uh, I would not, I believe I wouldn't have the results that I have if I didn't make that phone call to Mickey Frackleton and, and her saying, yes, I would be happy to help you. Uh, she was just such a blessing to me. And I saw her a few times. She showed me how to manage my leg and work with the complex and, um, She's just a blessing in my life and I'm grateful for her. And Allison, my lymphedema specialist, she is just so there for me. She will do anything for me and I'm grateful to have her in my life. My family, I wouldn't have been able to do this without my husband's support and having my children, my daughter and her family with me. They've all been so supportive and it's just been a blessing to have all these people in my life uh, encouraging me and supporting me and cheering me on. And my granddaughter, Grace, she's like the biggest supporter. She's my tape girl. She likes taping and she likes rolling and we roll all our stuffed animals. And she's just been a bright light in this whole journey, truly. Love her, love, love both all my grandchildren, but she has really helped me and uh, she's just adorable. That's really great. I'm happy to hear that you had the support from your family, as well as from members in the lymphedema community to help you because it's, it's what it takes. Um, it's hard and you have some of the background um, being a massage therapist with manual limb drainage training. So you have some of the background, but we can't do it alone. And I think that the podcast for sure was created out of the just need for community community and knowing 
letting people know they're not alone on their journey because it's hard. And I love that quote from you. Don't be afraid to do the hard stuff. And wrapping is definitely the hard stuff when it comes to the lymphedema management. That's not what anyone wants to do. So, um, and, and another thing is if I may yeah. interject, uh, just because someone tells you, you can't do it and it's not possible. Doesn't mean that's the truth. Listen to your gut, follow your intuition, listen to the whisper. I hope you're enjoying listening to this episode so far. I want to jump in and tell you guys that you should be definitely checking out the sponsors who support Lymphedema Podcast. This year, our sponsors are Eros Medical, Play, which is Pediatric Lymphedema Alliance, Medi, and Juzo. Go check out their websites, go check out their Instagrams and their social medias, and find them so that they can help you power through your lymphedema journey.